This is Conversations with Yinka, your go-to podcast for a beautiful blend of pure inspiration, learning, and fun. The show is a platform for real conversations on various subjects such as healing from losing a loved one, romantic relationships, sexual abuse, marriage and domestic violence, business success stories, leadership, and other real-life issues. For more inquiries, please send an email to yinkaekungami at gmail.com. Conversations with Yinka. Real people, real conversations, real solutions. Hello and you're welcome to Conversations with Yinka, your go-to podcast for a beautiful blend of pure inspiration, learning and fun. This is the third episode and I'm sure that you've been blessed by the first two episodes. Now on this episode, I have an amazing special guest who is pretty much like my big sister and mentor. All right. Her name is Adejoke Are. Um, I'd like to introduce her as who she currently is, uh, the special assistant to the governor of Ogun State uh, on legal matters. You're welcome. Thank you very much for having me, Yinka. Yeah, yeah, I must I must confess that I am humbled and honored by your coming. I'm sure it was a really tiring journey. The, the uh, not quite, everything. not yeah. quite, actually. Yeah, I was focused on just getting here, so I didn't getting pay too here, much right. attention. <laughs> so you fixed your eyes on yeah, the goal, yeah, exactly. <laughs> pretty much. Thank you so much. Thank You're you welcome. so, so much. Okay, so we'll just go straight um, into the interview. Um, I'm sure that a lot of people will know you know you by your academic achievements um which yes. are very laudable two first classes from the nigerian law school and then yeah. the university of lagos uh, and then a master's degree from the university of cambridge yes uh, you worked at the office of the vice president and yes. then you currently work with the Ogun state government yeah i mean this is something that anybody in life will want right or anybody in your field mm-hmm. will want right but mm-hmm. i once read on your blog where you said that you lost your dad at seven Yes, I did. Uh, right. And then your family was thrown into abject poverty. Yes, um, it was. Uh, and then there was a time when you were referred to as the dullest kid around. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, I yeah. I mean, initially when I saw it, the first time I saw that story, I found it unbelievable. <laughs> because I mean, how, yeah. do you, how, do you, how do you tie, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, dullest kid around in town? first classes university of cambridge exactly i mean so would you just tell us your story yeah okay yes so i uh, i was born into a muslim family i okay. am the second of three children and the okay. only female i have just two brothers two brothers yeah yes um my dad passed on when i was seven he yeah. used to be an athlete he split table tennis which oh, was wow. quite interesting Aww, yeah. beautiful stuff yeah and um my mom um used to be a she just used to go along wherever my dad went to so she okay. just went with the flow okay yeah um so other than that do you want me to expand a lot pretty for much that yeah to, i mean to yeah. This extent? yeah 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 Okay, so I, I was in a, at the at the time while growing up. I mean, while I was still very young. I mean, within the ages of before my father's death, anyways. Yeah. My family wasn't particularly religious. They were Muslims by, you know, by birth. Okay. But they weren't particularly practicing Muslims at okay. the point. Okay. Yeah. But but my dad was um, quite successful in his own little way, and he was known to be a very generous person. So oh, we had wow. like we usually had like a lot of people in our house. Yeah. And it was that type of house. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. So when he passed on, my mom started taking um, religion a lot more seriously. By religion now, I mean you know being a Muslim. Yeah. And you know the all everything associated with that, and. I remember that there was a one part, a particular day I was in the house and I just happened to be the only person in the house. I don't know what happened. Maybe my brothers had gone off to play with the neighbors or something, but I was the only person in the house. Yeah. And on TV was was um, a movie on Christ. I used to think it was Passion of the Christ, but it's probably not that because Passion okay. of the Christ came out later. Later, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it was a Christ. It was a, a movie on the, the, the I think the the death burial and resurrection of christ okay i'm not sure i quite understood what i was watching but i think my spirit understood what i was what i was watching okay and immediately after the movie there was like an altar call sort of thing oh yeah like if you want to give your life to christ blah blah and i responded to that yeah I didn't know what you know. I knew. I mean, immediately after I did that, I knew something was different. I really couldn't place my finger on it, but I was still a kid. There was no way to express anything, and yeah, that just left. That just, but it didn't leave. There was just no way to express what had happened, and I didn't even really understand what was happening. Was later on that I got to realize that that was actually when I gave my life to Christ. Oh, is yeah. it? Wow. Then before then, so I was like I said, uh, like you mentioned earlier. 
I was the dullest kid in the family. Everybody just, it was taken for granted that I wasn't so bright. Yeah. And um, I don't think there were, there were any efforts to change that per se. It was just accepted as, you know, status quo. Let's just see oh, how we yeah. can manage it. Yeah. My other brother was like the brightest one amongst us. And, you know, the, what's the word? The favorite, I, well, I like to tease my mom that he's a favorite because it's like the model child, but yeah. he was the very bright one and I was really lagging me. And my younger brother was also quite bright. And yeah. So I remember one night, I was at, so at the point when I got to secondary school, GSS 1, GSS 2, I think, to be specific. One night, I just woke up in the middle of the night and which is quite unusual it's not something that i've ever done before in my life yeah. at the time anyways i just woke up in the middle of the night sometime around 2 a.m and i just felt this urge to go and get my academic books which i did and i remember reading through my class exercises i mean what we had been taught in class doing the exercises and then even setting questions for myself and yeah. answering the questions and mark and scoring myself mm. after that yeah. that was really nobody actually told me go and get your books and start reading your books or yeah. be serious or whatever it is mm-hmm. it just started like it just started with that type of that's how we started mm. and it was stress-free it wasn't like i was forcing myself to do anything it came very natural bearing in mind that before then i was i was not that type of child i was very playful yeah, but i mean i find that very surprising i mean mm-hmm. how did things just change I, I mean, I, thinking back now, yeah. I believe it was the Holy Spirit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And how old were you at the time? I was probably between the ages of 10 and 11. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So probably still in primary or just getting no, into secondary, secondary school. No, oh, yeah, okay. I was in secondary school. I was in JSS 2 at the oh, time. Oh, 2. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Two. okay. Or maybe I was okay. like around 12 or something. Okay. Like okay. Okay. Yeah. So I just woke up in the morning yeah. and yeah. So from then on, it just became a habit yeah and that's how i started getting good grades i remember the first time i came back with a report card i had first in the class on oh, it wow. my mom did not believe it yeah like coming from like the very bottom of the class to like the very top of the yeah. class yeah so that's how it started and i just sort of continued um in that in that regard but it got to a point where it became less of that because that was the function of ease, right? Like I said, it wasn't really any effort on my part. I mm. just had the strength. I just had the strength to get up in the middle of the night yeah. and do what I needed to do. Yeah. But it got to a point where pressure from, you know, people, when you start performing True. optimally, people mm-hmm. expect you to continue yeah, to do Yeah, at that so. level, yeah. Yeah, and then your motivation switches from whatever, whatever reason you were doing it at first to wanting to fulfill people's expectations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at that point, it started becoming a struggle, yeah. you know. I still used to do well, but I'd worked hard. As in, I worked really, really hard. Okay, so now that leads me to the next question, right? Because um, many times when people look at um, successful people, Mm -hmm. um, I believe that anyone who looks at successful people will want to know what their secrets are, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you can just... I mean, so if you have 30, 30 kids in a class and one always comes out first every single term or Mm -hmm. semester or something right um it means that they're doing something differently now for you um coming from you know a background where you were not always regarded as being bright Mm -hmm. uh you know to that being i mean first in class and then up until all that we know today Mm -hmm. and then you've mentioned you know hard work yeah now are there other things that besides hard work or coupled with hard work that you would say that are principles for success academically or okay. in any area of life okay first and foremost i know this might be a bit counterintuitive but yeah. i don't believe hard work is is the prince is a principle for success wow yeah yeah so like i said i moved i progressed from ease work to yeah. hard work you know okay. i was still getting resolved with the hard work yeah but i was frustrated internally okay do you understand yeah it was it was producing results but i was not fulfilled it was a lot of struggle and all of that and which sort of i guess when we progress afterwards when i progress with the with the story you understand better okay but i don't so to answer your question as to what you know what the recipes for success what the recipe for success is Mm. i personally i've come to believe that the Holy Spirit is actually the recipe for success as yeah. believers. 
Mm. And I'm not saying it. I'm not trying to just make it, you know, just a very general, mm. um, not very meaningful. Yeah. Um, what's it called? Remark by saying this. This is something that I I am currently experiencing. Yeah. Because. I don't work hard. I work with ease right now. And mm. it's because I have learned to depend on the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And when you do that, he takes the burden and you yeah. just follow. Mm. And then you produce excellent results and people are marveled at what they see, which yeah. is what I've come to realize. So I got to a point in secondary school where it was hard work. I worked really hard. I used to wake up at the middle of the night. You know, initially I said nobody woke me up. Mm-hmm. Um, I just woke I just woke up. But then it became a deliberate effort to wake up every single night and yeah. study, you mm-hmm. know, less sleep. I just worked hard, yeah. really hard. And it was a struggle, even though there were results attached to it. But then it got to a point where when I got to uni, I continued in my first year because I was very motivated, very focused. I wanted to finish with first class. Yeah. You know, I just... Also, you had that intention yes, from intention, scratch. Yes, yeah. 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 I just wanted to continue with momentum I was coming with yeah. secondary school. Yeah. And when I got to year one, I continued with that. I worked really hard, you know. Yeah. I worked like a dog. Mm. I worked so hard. I would read, study during the day, study at night. I would not sleep. I'll sleep for like maybe two hours or something like that. I mean, you know, when I when I was in uni, sorry to cut in here, I used to go to C3 um, at the time. And so there was the student organization, um, student body mm-hmm. in C3. There's this lady, Ebube. Uh, we used to oh, be like, yeah, I know you were yeah, everywhere used to be like the um, transportation coordinator or something oh, like yes. that, right? Yes. So there was a time. I eavesdrop on the conversations she was having with mm-hmm. someone and then at the time I don't think I even knew you or mm-hmm. maybe I was just getting to know you right because I was probably in like year three and maybe you had gone to law school or year four or something yeah and um, so she said this joke is so hardworking, and then she's always looking slim I mean that was what she said right and then when I eventually got oh this is the joke mm-hmm. they were talking about I had first class and then first class in law mm-hmm. school right you know so it means that um there were people who always saw you and said, oh, this girl is very hardworking. Hard yeah. yeah, so did you have... Um, and I reached out to Ebube, interestingly, mm-hmm. when I was preparing for this interview. Uh, yeah, and I said to Ebube that... Um, so I'm going to be interviewing Joke, um, you know, uh, and I remember, you know, you used to talk about her, you know, back then. Now, if you had questions you wanted to ask her, right? So she, one of the things she said is that she's, she wonders how you were able to combine or manage your social life with your reading and hard work mm-hmm. in uni because I'm sure that there's some students listening out there and mm-hmm. saying that oh yeah I like to read but I also like to balance it with um, being sociable learning to relax and leisure and stuff so did you have a social life in uni? I actually at the point yes I did have a social life I even had a, I even had two boyfriends oh really? <laughs> yeah. I'm interested <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay. so I was All able right. to get a social life I, yeah. that's when I sort of I cruised in my in my work. Yeah. I moved from working hard to working smart. Yeah. So there wasn't that I, I didn't have to pay. I didn't have to spend all my time just reading my books. Mm. So year one, you know, like I said, I worked very, very hard in year one and I saw the results, but I was tired. Mm. I was exhausted and I yeah. couldn't carry on with that. Yeah. And when I got to year two, I struggled. I struggled with my first semester year two because in fact that was my worst result in Inilag, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. I mean, by worse, what do you mean? I had like, maybe like a few C's and, and B's or something. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. But I really struggled because I wanted to do well, but I just didn't have it within me to work as hard as I used to work. Yeah. I just didn't have it within me. Okay. And I remember, and then I was also an ESCO in a fellowship, okay. which I didn't think was I was supposed to have been involved in in the first place. It, yeah. It was a conversation for another time. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't even really have the time. And even when I had the time and I, in fr- I'm in front of my books, it's time to study. I just mm-hmm. didn't have it within me. Yeah. I was exhausted, like mm-hmm. I said. This is having worked hard, really, really, I mean, really, really hard. Yeah. I worked really hard for a kid. I've been yeah. worked hard from, let's say, primary, from GSS, maybe GSS 3 to year 1 um, in uni. Then I got to a point where I just couldn't find it within me to do it anymore. And I remember there was a particular period we were supposed to have a test, I think constitutional law or administrative law. I'm not sure which one specifically. Yeah. And I had not studied. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it was denied before, literally denied before the test. And I had not studied anything. Like, mm. literally not studied at all yeah. in the entire semester up to that point. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't know where I got the... Because it, was, it wasn't something I usually 
did at the time but i just asked god for help mm. just guide me yeah yeah and i was directed to a specific portion in yeah. the textbook mm. and then when i got to the test hall that yeah. it was that same question that was asked and mm. i was able to answer and yeah, of course like i basically blasted that wow test so it goes back to your holy spirit secret exactly <laughs> yeah exactly yeah they need to yeah. depend on the holy spirit and it's don't get short of it is it's for me anyways so there's the word system there's the way the word does things and yeah. there's the way there's the word system that's yeah. w-r-t yeah yeah the word system emphasizes self what you can do mm. pushing yourself to be the best okay you know yeah. working hard yeah investing in yourself yeah the word system emphasizing resting in the one that does the work mm, you know mm, and in this mm. regard it is the holy spirit of course using the written word of god it's yeah. the word of god and the spirit of god yeah. combination of both because mm. if you have the spirit and you don't have the word you can be easily misled there are yeah. lots of voices out there mm. and if you have the word and you don't have the spirit the bible says that the letter kills and True. the spirit gives that True. so it's a combination of both yeah so when you learn to actually rest in that in the person of the holy spirit who does the work mm. who will lead you yeah it becomes so effortless yeah and that's the secret to my success currently okay so all the appointments that i have gotten so far yeah every single thing yes i had first class and all of that and that makes a good impression on people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day i was literally led by the holy spirit let me give yeah. you an example okay before how did i get the vice president appointment yeah so it was after law school and I just finished with first class. There, were lo- there was a lot of noise about that. You know, people con- congratulated me. I yeah, yeah I remember high. seeing a post on in the faculty. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was on a high. I was mm. very happy and everything. And I felt like that was the end of my struggles in life mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. I had finally arrived and achieved everything. Yeah. And somehow I let it slip. I didn't really follow up with law firms that were interested in, you know, working with me. I think I had one off. I had like two different offers at the point. You know, I don't want to mention the names of law yeah, firms. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And even for one of the law firms, a partner in the law firm gave me money because I was posted to um, those states. Yeah. Gave me money to rework my posting yeah. to Lagos mm, okay. so that I could work with them. Yeah. And I even tried that avenue and nothing was yielding any results. Yeah. And then it got to a point that all the deadlines that they had given me had passed and I still had not, you know, redeployed. I think that was actually the main thing I needed to redeploy. Mm-hmm. And I also didn't really follow up with them to make sure that they were in the know of what was going on mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that they could put that into consideration yeah so it just sort of slipped and i had I got to a point where i lost the opportunity and there was really no opportunity this was like we were, we were already st- some considerable amount of time into service here people had already started working yeah had finished um camp and all of that and i just knew that Oh, there's law school. The law school bit. I'm supposed to even share the law school bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. How I learned right. to rely on God. But yeah. before, let me just yeah. go continue right. complete okay. the story about right. working with the vice president yeah. office. So I just didn't know what to do. And fortunately for me, during that period, my church was organizing this annual conference that they do. They invite faith ministers from all over the world where oh, they yeah. just teach you, yeah. you know, word of faith and things like yeah. that. And because I had nothing to do, nowhere to go, I was mm. able to you know attend, attend. Yeah. so what i'd done was i left edo state even though okay. i was supposed to be saving at that point yeah, in time yeah, yeah. Mm. so i was in lagos and i had nothing to do mm. so it was a perfect opportunity for me to attend the conference yeah so i went and i was just hearing this words of faith that just built my faith up and i got to a point where i knew i knew within me i not even prayed and all of that but because i had i was saturated with the word yeah you know i knew within me that i had a job yeah that i had a job so when the conference ended it was still with me but nothing there was nothing visible on the outside to show that i actually had a job yeah so what i decided to do at that point in time was to just pray in the spirit and so i just went to god and said god i know that you've already given me this mm. i know it this is what faith is i have yeah. the substance mm. but it's not visible to the outside world yeah let me know what exactly has provided yeah so i spent maybe after praying i don't even think i prayed for up to 10 minutes and it just the thought just came to my head send Dr. Jumokeo Duwale who is the person I worked with yeah. closely at the yeah. vice president office an email saying that you need a job Yeah. and I just did that and then it turned out that she has been looking for someone and wow. she asked me if I wanted to join her wow. and yeah that's wow. how I worked wow. at the vice president's wow. office wow. for two years so it wasn't even as if she reached out to you initially no yeah. I reached out to her because yeah. I was specifically led to reach out to her yeah yeah. because yeah. I didn't know what to do before then yeah you know? so I just prayed in the spirit and maybe like not less than 10 minutes into the prayer the thought just came to my mind send her an email 
Wow. So I sent her an email, and the title of the email, I even wrote it in capital letters. I remember very, very clearly. Exclamation marks at the end. I need a job. job. Yeah. You know? And then she was like, oh, what, what do you mean you need a job? You know, because she knows I finished the first class law school. Mm, mm, like, but mm. with all your qualifications, how come you're looking for a job? She, so she asked me, what do you want? Do you want to work for a law firm or would you like to work for me? I'm actually looking for someone here. And I was like, okay, of course I'd like to work for yeah, you. You work yeah. at the presidency. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's history. And, you know, I spoke with her recently and she told me that because I served there and then after service, I worked there for an additional year preparing for my master's. Mm-hmm. She said before me, there was no cop at the presidency. After me, there had wow. been no cop at the presidency. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that's what I mean amazing. by being led yeah, by the by, yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing stuff. Now, so you were going to tell us about the law school story. Yes. I think you had mentioned to me that uh, you resumed late or something like that. Was yes. It? Yeah. And yes. Then, yeah. So how were you, you able to keep up? I mean, I've been in law school and mm-hmm. anyone who's been in law school, one of my friends referred to law school as mental torture. Right. Kind of agree. Yeah. yeah, because I mean the way the lecturers even put fear in you exactly. from day one, yeah. right? I, I don't know if it's a Nigerian thing or it's something that's supposed to help you. It's a Nigerian thing. You know, I mean, so um how did you pull through law school? Okay. Bearing in mind, and I have to mention this because you made a first class when it was really difficult to make, make a first yeah. class. I guess you guys were only eight at the time when we yes. made the first class yes. out of the thousands of people in yeah. law school. How were you able to I mean resume law school late mm-hmm. and then still make first class hmm so law school story first and foremost there was the money to attend law school which i didn't have you know wow and then, so even after finishing the first class in unilag yes okay you know at the time before you go to law school yeah you you probably they've not rounded up i mean rounded off your entire program in unilag yeah you're still in the process of rounding off so you yeah. don't know what you're finished with okay okay yet. okay yeah. okay yeah so because we have finished exams and everything but the results when they were rushing just yeah, to catch yeah, up with law yeah school. yeah yeah and then during that period there was no money i didn't know where the money was going to mm. come from you know so i remember even the exams when i finished the exams the my last semester exams because long story but to make it short before the exams I, the person I was in relationship with at the time, yeah. who I was unhealthily obsessed with. Obsession is unhealthy, but yeah. yeah. But can imagine the, the <laughs> words. Just I can imagine. Yeah. 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 Um, broke up with me and I was just distraught. Like, yeah. And then wow. I went to class the next morning and they told us we were having exams in two weeks, you know. And I had not really been studying like that. And wow. my project work. Well, I'll say all these things because it's true. Anyways, because yeah. when people see the first class, they really think, you know, I worked hard and mm-hmm. it's not really like that. Yeah. You know, like I said, it got to a point where hard work couldn't sustain me anymore. Mm. I just couldn't find it within me. So we did the ex- So I, I mean, yeah, of course, exam- exams were going to take place in two weeks and I had not studied. What that meant was I had to go and baby myself in my academic work. Mm. And I believe that I worked really hard for that. The period between when the announcement was made and we had the exams, and I don't even finish my project. I think at the time I just done maybe chapter one of my project or something. Yeah. I'd submitted that one. So I still had that pending and I had exams facing me. So what I decided to do was just focus on the exam bits. And then also looking around my head was the issue of issue about money for law school, where mm-hmm, I was gonna mm-hmm. get that from. Cause that never really left. And I also had like the challenge ahead of me. So yeah, I decided to just bury myself in academic work. And I believe that I actually really, really studied hard, you mm. know. But when the results came out, somehow, if they were to go by, I think it was one of the, maybe evidence or something, I, I was given a C. And the implication wow. was that, of, of that was that I was going to, my GPA was going to drop to a 2-1. Wow. Yeah. Maybe like 2 for me. You know, it's 4.5, right? That yeah. means the first yeah. class. Mm-hmm. It's like maybe a 4.49 or something, or a 4 point, you know, because wow. of that. Yeah. You know, and I remember when I, when I first checked the results, my gosh. <laughs> and this was like in the middle of a heartbreak. Yes, this was the video. I, I was, <laughs> I yeah, I was So it was like double wahala, yeah. Exactly. And <laughs> yeah. I still didn't know where law school money was going to come from. And yeah. I had not even finished my project yet. Mm. And I saw that I was just, I was, to say I was devastated is because I had sustained a first class from year one mm. right up to year five first semester. Yeah. And then, yes, year five second semester result is telling me, was telling me at that point in time that I was going to drop to a two one. Yeah. Yeah, so I was devastated. I remember I was, it was my friend's birthday. I went to a room in, um, 
mth to send yeah. her when i checked online and I, I just lost it yeah so i didn't even really tell her what the problem was at the time but she later came to check me in my room and i explained to her and then she gave me a message to listen to she just told me you know what like listen to this message and i think it's going to help you mm. i didn't even think i didn't really think too much about it but i decided to just listen not thinking that you know anything mm. would come out of it but yeah. just just do it because i had no other option yeah and the message was about a woman that had an addiction she struggled with an addiction and how she was able to with the with the word of god yeah overcome the addiction yeah yeah with prayer and the word of god meditation on the word of god overcome the addiction so it sort of gave me a very clear direction as to how to see god's face for a turnaround of the situation mm. because going by what had happened and you know like at that, at, at that point in time i don't know what happens now if you they don't they don't upgrade you just like that just because you're close there's yeah, so many people that yeah, were close I remember, I remember, yeah, yeah that left with two one mm-hmm. yeah so the and because we already had the first class yeah a clear first class okay. so there was no motivation to really bump someone else up mm, yeah so like i needed a divine intervention yeah. basically so I had clear direction as to how to see God's face. So what I did was I just went to worship, I was just worshiping and you know praying in the spirit and then meditating on the word. Very important. I asked that God guide me directly to a particular scripture in His word for this purpose. Mm. I can't remember the exact scripture, but it was somewhere in the Psalms. Yeah. And what I was just doing, so what I did for that weekend. So she gave me the message on a Friday. So from Friday evening, Saturday, Sunday, all I was just doing is you know praying in the spirit, meditating yeah. on the word, praising mm-hmm. God and all of that, and then. It got to a point where while i was praying i saw one of my lecturers i just saw not like physically i just saw him like in my, in my inner eyes yeah. but i didn't think much of it i just continued and then i got to a point where i was you know very devastated mm-hmm. and then i had joy from within yeah within me and i yeah i just felt less stressed mm. about the whole situation to cut the long story short anyways the same lecture that i saw somehow i went to the faculty and i was just there and then somebody was like oh how are you i'm like fine i was like i hope you finish your first class i was like i'm not really sure at this point i said you know what come to my office let's make sure mm. and he eventually got the lecturer the evidence lecturer to bump the c to a b wow and that's how i finished wow. first class wow yeah <laughs> this Holy Spirit works. Yeah. yeah, because I mean, like you said, a lot of people look at you and then, I mean, Joker, first class. I mean, so it's like, and then literally, oh, our brain is on fire and everything. Mm-hmm. But I mean, telling us these stories and how God came through for you in your dark times, I believe is really inspiring and encouraging for someone out there because, um, like you've mentioned, and I'll take that away, you know, as a huge lesson from this that there's the world way mm-hmm. and then there's the world's way. Yeah. Right. Um, and while the world's way will usually emphasize mm-hmm. self, and you can Mm -hmm. do it by yourself read Mm -hmm. hard you know and all that you know god's way will always say okay you need that additional grace the Mm -hmm. advantage of god Mm -hmm. and everything that's that's really amazing and encouraging okay so um yeah so you were going to say um yeah law school yeah eventually so even so similarly like for law school school fees i was led to during that period i think I had sort sort of built up faith within me Mm. and i was led to sow a seed i sowed the seed so my boyfriend at the time before he he broke up with me while he was doing his master's degree. So before Did he, he break traveled, up with you because you were too intelligent for him or something. I was just too intense. I was just too intense. It was yeah. not just intelligence. Like I was just too emotionally intense yeah. for him. It was really unhealthy. Yeah. Thinking back now. Yeah. So he had gave he had given me twenty pounds before he left. Okay. Like just in case you needed for anything or blah, blah. And I had kept that money, you know. I devoted to yeah, yeah, yeah. just because I was a broke student. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it was always in my purse. Yeah. And I, carefully watched over that money and i'd be making plans as to what i was going to spend it on and then one day this was literally after this all they they, they bumped my grade to a b mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm, i finished yeah. the first class maybe like the next weekend i was in church and i clearly heard a word not outside from within me to sow the money so wow. it was offering time and i opened my purse mm. of course the 20 pounds was staring me in the face and i probably also had maybe 200 naira in my purse mm. and that was like all i had yeah yeah so i just knew when i looked at the money yeah i had to give the 20 pounds yeah so i gave the 20 pounds which was yeah it, it kind the of money you had been really, keeping for yeah exactly yeah. for so long yeah but i just knew that that was what i needed to do and i just did it and then and it made like did it all stress and worry about money Mm. evaporated and literally the next monday so this happened on sunday yeah monday i got a call the partner in a law firm is interested in sponsoring my oh my gosh did you ask did you apply or anything so i mean i had spoken to some people before in the faculty about i mean they had 
organized the president lss president at yeah, the time yeah, yeah. they got organized um something to cater for people that can afford loss oh yeah but it didn't relate, look yeah. promising yeah like, okay it didn't look like they were going to be and it, not everybody eventually got that the support yeah but immediately i did that the next monday i got a call from the person that there's a partner in the law firm that is interested in in fact there were two partners i had to refer the other one to another one of my friends so you had yeah. an option eh? <laughs> and in addition to yeah. that i even got like some additional maybe 150k from someone else i had yeah. more than enough for the wow. law school fees wow. so this person paid my entire law school fees paid my transportation to law school wow. and everything wow. it was out of that money i was and the 150k i was able mm. to buy a laptop and all wow. the things i needed for law school wow. yeah so that was what happened wow. so i got to law school so we actually got to law school late because Unilag sort of ran um, behind the schedule. So okay. Law school had okay. Started. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we joined law school in the fifth week. Wow. Yeah, fifth wow. or fourth week. They had gone, you know, to they had progressed a bit. And I mean, if you are listening and you really don't know what it means, like like joining law school fifth week. Eh? Every week, in fact, every day in law school is important. You miss a class you'll have to uh, because i mean i remember in law school where they say you have to you, you pretty much have to even read before the classes mm-hmm. right so this is five weeks of um valuable time exactly. and lessons exactly. gone by and you still finish with the first class i'm yeah. very interested in hearing this story yeah so when i joined when i got to law school of course the focus is i mean I'd, I'd seen god move in my life but i wouldn't say that i was mature yet i yeah. was still growing mm. and it was very easy for me to slip back into the hard work mode yeah so when i got to law school i just said that all the things i had missed i would just I'd deal with them doing the break or something. Mm. I will start off from where we met them and you know just okay. study very, very hard. Mm-hmm. And then I was always going to the library. Everybody knew me there in law school. I was always in the library and all of that. Yeah. Work. No relationship this time around. No relationship this time okay. around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I was always doing the work in law school and everything. And I didn't really have a textbook. Why didn't I have a textbook? Because there were textbooks in the library. So I just assumed that, you know, why buy a textbook when I can use the library mm, textbooks? Yeah. Mm. But I didn't really factor in the fact that I would, there would be extensive when I would not be in campus yeah, or campus and things like that. Yeah. But I bought like a few textbooks, but I didn't have most of the textbooks. Mm. So I was making notes, um, doing, so after each class, the regular day was like this. Um, I wake up very early in the morning, go to class, sort of prepare refresh my memory no we prepare ahead for that class yeah just yeah prepare for the class anyways just do some reading maybe yeah. like an hour for an hour yeah then immediately after class fortunately enough for us Enugu campus used to end class at one o'clock okay yeah unlike so, lagos yeah, exactly. and i really yeah. wanted lagos and now when i oh, think yeah. back i'm so glad, glad that you I didn't got go to Enugu. lagos yeah yeah, yeah. so Enugu campus finishes classes at one o'clock and then from one o'clock i just got study till maybe nine o'clock wow yeah and then from there i go to my hostel sleep i yeah i didn't really socially interact them i mean like i was very jovial with people around but i didn't really cultivate friendships i wasn't really the type that went to hang out with people because okay. i was very focused i had mm. a goal mm. i wanted to accomplish and all of that yeah so extension started right we had to leave mm. and i was pretty confident i was going to continue with that momentum mm. But then a lot of things happened. One mm. of which was it was during the period that I suffered a migraine. Yeah. Yeah. I had. Oh yeah, I remember reading that. Yeah. And, yeah. So I had a. Was migraine. it really bad? It, no, it was. Yeah, it was really bad. I thought I was going to die. It wow. was that bad. Wow. That I thought I had come to the end of my life. Wow. <laughs> Type of bad. So I couldn't study. I just couldn't study. I thought I was going to die. It didn't even matter anymore. If I, in fact, like at the point, my mindset was, I mean, excuse my French, to heck. <laughs> the law school and the yeah. first class like yeah. this is my life here and it seems like I'm, i couldn't even attend my graduation because wow. i remember very specifically the day they were doing graduation in new like i was on the floor battling with migraine oh my gosh yeah so it was that bad mm. and of course another god's intervention how i was delivered from that you know but let me not go into that let me mm-hmm, just focus mm-hmm. on law school story so even when i survived that and it was time to continue to study at this point in time like to bearing in mind i had already lost five weeks of classes that i had not covered up for mm-hmm. that i still had to cover up for yeah then i was not studying the ones i had the ones that we did while i was in law school yeah. even though i had written notes they were not really properly studied mm. so i still had that work to do to deal with and then there were there was other there were other work as well because we had not completed syllabus at the yeah. time mm-hmm. that i was not able to i was able to read a little here and there but i was really not able to do anything yeah so i remember when it was time to go back to law school in fact the night before or the day before going back to law school 
I went to Unilag Lagoon Front. Yeah, because I was staying with my mom's friend in Surulere. Okay. Yeah, so I was in the Lagoon Front and I just went to have a conversation with God. Yeah. God is always with us, so but the yeah. reason I don't know, like I just decided to go there specifically. Yeah. So I got there and I just told myself, God, I know that if I go to law school like this, I'm going to fail. It's not even Yeah. It's not even a pass. It's not a tutu. I'm actually going to fail, you know. And I just need you to help me. And he gave me a word. He gave me like a particular scripture in the Psalms. So it was something about like how he's going to... I wish I can remember the specific words now. Yeah. But but something around how he's going to hasten your pace. How he's going to give you speed. Something like that. Mm, mm. And I, what I just used to do is when I get up in the morning, I would meditate on that. Say that aloud to myself. Pray in the spirit and worship. I just used to do that for 30 minutes every morning. Yeah. And then I had a game plan. I just had a game plan. So when I wake up in the morning, I used to wake up like around 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. For 30 minutes, I would take self-care and prepare for class and once it's five i leave the hostel then by five from five to five thirty i spend that period just personal devotion with god yeah just meditating on the word praying in the spirit yeah. worshiping him with songs and then after that i'll start studying yeah but i was it got to a point where i was so overwhelmed with the volume of work that was I that had really, piled up yeah. at the time mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. there were times where even i was full of i was full of faith fear was staring me at the face how am i going to do this but yeah. i just kept at it i kept meditating on the word and i just kept having the strength to actually study and stuff like that so what i do what i do is after 5 30 from 5 30 when i'm done with devotion i will study most times cover well i'll focus on the work that we're doing in class yeah for that day mm. then um i'll go to class mm. then in class yeah we have the lectures then after one o'clock once lectures end go back to the library and then start working on the ones I had missed before. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Then um, once that is done again, like towards the end of the day, I'll pick up the books for the next day mm. and invest in that a little. Yeah. I'll do the notes. Mm. Then read the notes the morning, like from 5.30 to, because classes usually start at 9. Yeah. From 5.30 to 9. Mm-hmm. And do the readings for that. And so I just, that's basically what I was doing. And eventually, and I kept, I kept, I kept, kept a hold on that word yeah. like I, I made sure that my mind was stayed on it because there were a lot of circumstances there were a lot of things that cost that gave me reasons to actually doubt that i would even finish well not talk of finish with the finishing with first class mm-hmm. but i just kept a hold on that word and i continued what i felt i was inspired to do by the holy spirit yeah and within the space of two months i was able to read everything less than two months actually wow i was able to do i was able to do all the law school work every wow. single thing within the space of less than two months mm. i knew everything in and out yeah. you know and even when i went to the exam hall you know because for law school it's a lot of work right so for exams you are just revising you don't know mm. what areas mm. to focus true, on true. yeah so even in relation to areas to focus on while revising i was actually led by the spirit of god to focus on certain areas and then when i got to the exam hall, those were the questions that were staring at me in wow. the face. i was able to answer them now i'm a little interested i don't think i've asked you this before and, mm-hmm. yeah so there were eight of you who finished from uh, law school with the first class in your set. Were yes. you the only one from Unilag? Yes, I was the only one from Unilag. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But you guys were two that finished in first class. First class in, from Unilag. Wow. Yes. Wow. So I can imagine how tough it was. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Amazing. Okay. So let me go um, very straight up to. Um, I remember when you came back from Cambridge. Uh, and then I think it was even before you came back while you were in England. And then you rang me to say that um, you had. Um, an idea or you had a mm-hmm. project you wanted to start um, and then you said how you were very concerned about um, the administration of justice in Nigeria yes. um, and how that there were a lot of um, people awaiting trials in Nigerian yeah. prisons and everything and I was tell you the truth I mean every time I came out of the office to answer those calls I'm thinking to myself so why is Joke not going to go and work for a top tier law firm why is she going to have to I mean, because human rights lawyers don't have money from human rights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to be passionate about... I am passionate about mm-hmm. human rights, but I think that somebody drew my ear one time and told me nobody ever makes money mm. from human rights. Mm. Yeah, in that sense. So if you want to give back to society, right? Do the and, work and yeah, then... Yeah, pretty much, yeah. you know. So, um, and then you went ahead to start the Flemma Project. Yes, I um, And I was looking at your website um, a couple of weeks ago, and then I saw that um, y- you guys had helped um, about 70-something prisoners yeah. uh, to something like yeah. that. Uh, right now so i'd like you to lead us through the flemmer journey mm-hmm. right what inspired that mm-hmm. um how can someone finish with two two first classes you know laudable achievements work with the vice president go to cambridge 
come back and say i want to fight for in nigeria yeah i know know. yeah okay so this actually goes back to having been led by the holy spirit um, a number of times in the past and seen the results yeah do you understand Mm. so when i got to a point where so i remember when i finished from cambridge the question really was what next at this point in time it was it was between because a lot of my colleagues then were looking for jobs in the uk so they could stay back in the uk yeah but i knew that it was a better way to go about this mm. by a better way i mean like seeking god's face what does he want me to do because i've actually done that several times in the past yeah and i've seen what he's done yeah so it was not so easy it was easy for me to hope that something will come out of that so mm. i just decided to take out time i was in my at, at the time i finished my cambridge um, degree yeah i was with my aunt in, in london yeah and even my aunt was always asking me what are you going to do next mm. you know let's have a question yeah. you want to stay do you want to go and i didn't really have the answers yeah and i and i i knew better i knew from experience now that it's not going to come from within me i have to seek you know from god yeah so i just took out time to just pray fast just focus on the word i turned out i turned out everything my phone and all of that and to just listen and i was basically convinced through god's word that my source of livelihood is not going to come from this world but it's going to come from him yeah do you understand Mm. so whatever it is i do um I'm not going to be rewarded. My sustenance is not going to come from what I'm doing. It's going to come from him. Yeah. Do you understand? Mm. So I was convinced about that. I was convinced about that from meditating on the word, spending time in the word and all of that. I'm yeah. praying. And so when he, when I got to a point where I, I knew that he was telling me to go towards that direction, it wasn't difficult for me to move yeah. accordingly because I was already convinced that he was going to be my sustenance. Yeah. Yeah. So that's how I actually started the film project. Wow. Okay. So, so has it been so far? at Flema, I mean, challenges and success story. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, immediately we started, I mean, from the first, the first day we, we had a lawyer represent people in court, three yeah. people were released. Wow. Yeah. I can imagine how you felt. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's just like confirmation, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. actual confirmation yeah. of what you want to do. Mm. And like within the first week, five people were already released or something. Wow. So, it was almost, it was very clear that this is something that was on the heart of, on God's heart. I remember the first time, because it was when I got back that was the first time I actually went to a prison facility. Mm. And that place is very depressing. <laughs> yeah. Which of prisons though? I went to Ikoye. I've been to Ikoye before yeah. and I can imagine, you yeah. know, uh, yeah, how it was for you. Yeah. It was my very first time there and I even had to go back and just say, God, I know you want me to do this, but look at this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But I just thank God because he, he's given us a, 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 a message translation says he gives us a, a festive, a heart of festive praise instead of a languid spirit. Mm. So I was able to draw that from within mm. and still carry yeah. on. Yeah. So we got to a point where, and you know, like when you're trying to do something like this, that people don't do normally unless they have the money to do mm. it people would advise you from how they see things yeah right but not how you have seen something yeah there's something you have seen and that's what's True. making you do what yeah. you're trying to do mm-hmm. and there were a lot of people sowing seeds of doubts inside of me you know how you're going to make money and things like that even though every single one of our, our needs were being met supernaturally wow. i was able to pay staff salary and all of that wow. everything we needed i was able to trust god and you know see see the provision supplied yeah. mm. i got to a point where i shifted my focus off of that and i shifted my focus on self how was i going to do this mm. it became how am i going to do this and then we actually really struggled financially yeah. during that period like we really struggled financially yeah i even had to i was not yeah of course i wasn't getting any money i borrowed a lot of money from my elder brother just to yeah. go get, get by we got a i got a fellowship that was paying me like 150k at the time mm. but i had to use that money to pay salary yeah. so at the end of the day i'll have like maybe 20k left or sometimes mm. even nothing left yeah. to myself you know but i got fed up again yeah. <laughs> like this is not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's either i quit this totally or you know i go back to the person that told me to do this in the first yeah. place so i just realigned myself back to the person that gave me the assignments yeah. and the courage came back faith came back and i was able to we were able to push through so currently like we got a grant from if i we've gotten like two different grants yeah yeah um one is what twenty thousand euros wow yeah the other one is i thought you were going to say twenty thousand euros wow fifty thousand euros yeah. yes um we we've also 
um, we entered a partnership with P1. I don't know if you know P1. Yeah. So yeah, so they are sponsoring um, represent, legal representation for 1,000 pretrial detainees for this year. Wow. So they are giving us the money. Wow. We're not the one paying for that. Yeah. We're also doing a waste for justice campaign thing, which is a way to get people to donate their recyclable waste to okay. recyclers that we're partnering with. Okay. And then the recyclers would in exchange for the donated recyclable waste give us money. This is amazing. Yeah. 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 So like money is not we don't money is not a problem. It's not a problem. It's not yeah. a problem yeah. anymore. Yeah. And it was in the midst of that that you know at, at the point I was thinking maybe this is my life calling. But mm. that's not it. No, I just realized yeah. that it's just a step mm. in the mm. journey. Mm. It was in the midst of that that I started getting get better clarity that my role in this country is public I'm a change agent for public service in this country. Mm. It's mm. beyond just provision of legal services yeah. for awaiting trial detainees. It's actually changing the face of public service in this country. Mm. So when I was just on my own and the call came in that you know um you they want me to join the Ogo State government in this capacity that I'm currently in, I knew to take mm. that. I didn't mm. go for it because of whatever pecs would come mm-hmm, along with mm-hmm, the role. Mm-hmm. It was because I knew that it's in line of it's it's in it's in line of God's purpose for my life exactly. and it's a step in that direction. Exactly. Yeah, so that's how I took it and I've been working for the state government since. And I'm actually going to Oxford in September for a master's in public policy, which is wow. like a like so an MBA for public servants. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Look at God. <laughs> that's exactly. all I can say, really. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, because now, so um, one of the last questions I would like to ask you is mm-hmm. um, people always talk about the fact that, I mean, uh, was it legal methods where we used to try to define law and then they say that law was a tool or law is a tool? One of the definitions that law is a tool for social engineering, right? Uh, and then and, you know, many times people like to say that education just goes beyond the four walls of school. It should be a tool for national transformation. Mm-hmm. But um, we don't find this in many people, especially, um, I mean, people who have that privilege, let me use that word, of finishing with laudable grades uh, and then, you know, have access to many doors in that sense. You are one example and I think that you are a um, you are a challenge to other people. Now, what would you say is the issue? Because many times when we look at for example the um administration of justice you know in nigeria many people say our judiciary has failed us you know um that there's really nothing to write write home about you know in many ways about the legal profession right that there's corruption here and there but you are writing a different story you Mm -hmm. are putting out a different narrative how would you encourage people out there not just lawyers but everyone who has gone through the four walls of school, you know, come out, whether you came out with the first class or not, you know, but to be a part of the change that we want to see in society. Because, I mean, from speaking with you on this interview, I can tell that you are not one of those sitting down and pointing fingers and saying that Nigeria, you know, will never be great because you are already rewriting a story, mm-hmm. right? Many, I watched um, a documentary of one of the prisoners, you know, where you guys helped out and the guy was, it was like he was in heaven right you know and so i'm wondering you are helping you are changing something in society you're not just sitting down i had a double first class i went to cambridge i'm going to oxford later this year uh, and to help with anybody i'm making my money i mean because that's what we see from many people so what's your what's your word out there or what, what's your word to someone out there or everyone out there who needs to play a role in society through the tools that they have gotten from education? Okay, so I think it would be pretentious mm. if I do not specifically address that question from the standpoint of my own personal experiences, yeah. how I'm able to find it within me yeah. to be the change agent yeah. that I currently am. Yeah. And it's first and foremost, like, you need to know God. Mm. I, I think that's the starting point. That's a springboard for everything. Yeah. And by knowing God, I'm not just talking about... It's not a general specific... I mean, you need to know God, Christ Jesus in God. You need to... You actually need to be born again. Because yeah. this is my story, right? Yeah. And there is no removing that from... Otherwise, I'm just going to be pretentious. Yeah. So that's the starting point, mm. right? And once you've done that, you also need to learn to focus on Him and not on your environment. Mm. Do not let your environment be the determinant of what you do or don't do. But yeah. let him, your focus on him, be what determines what you do. Mm. Because if you pay attention, because even if you're born again and you pay attention to what you have around you, yeah, you'll be paralyzed with fear. Mm. You, even if you have laudable intentions, you're yeah. not going to do anything. I remember yeah. having a conversation with my mom just recently. And my mom was saying, ah, that's how they do it. We, are, we need to live it that way. And I was so livid, mm. you know, of course, respectfully, because it's my mother and I. Yeah. yeah, but <laughs> yeah. I was just telling her that this is how we're going to... Because 
it seems like most people have accepted it as status quo. Mm. We can't change it, so mm. we just have to yeah. just, just self-preserve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do what you can do for yourself. Like yeah. you said, mm-hmm. you know, finish with good grades, yeah. get a good job, take care of yourself and your family. Yeah. If you like, if possible, relocate abroad. I, d- I have nothing against people relocating, but yeah. if that's the reason why you're relocating, then there might be a problem. Yeah. You know, relocate abroad and just take care of yourself and whatever happens to Nigeria, that's their problem. You know, but if everybody sees it that way and you say we can't change the system because that's how it's always been mm. then we'll always be in the situation yeah so but to be able to to be convinced that you can actually change the system you can't focus on the system mm. you have to focus on something higher than the system yeah which is what i am doing currently like yeah. i'm focusing on like the creator of the universe mm. right who is the one leading me and guiding me and because of that assurance i can proceed against whatever it is whatever obstacle yeah. knowing that he will he has won the battle for me yeah. i'm just a vessel like, yeah yeah basically mm. so yeah so that's really what it is like be born again first and foremost and then focus on god and on your environment yeah. and then move accordingly yeah and then you just find that everything is just dropping on your laps easily because you're not the one doing the work right mm. you're just following the person that mm. is doing the work yeah yeah so but then if you focus on the environment if you're thinking of how am i going to change the situation you'll be frustrated yeah <laughs> the way many nigerians out there exactly, are frustrated yeah. exactly i remember when i used to be in secondary school there was this guy who used to tell me oh we're going to construct all the roads and yeah i look back now and i'm like it was just wishful thinking yeah right so amazing amazing so um on a final note right um i mean we started from seven-year-old joker yeah who lost the dad dollars kid around um to two first classes university of cambridge now you're going to oxford you work with the Ogun state government i mean you've seen literally speaking you've seen the milk and honey of nigeria that many people talk about from afar yeah yeah um what would you say to someone out there who is walking through the world that you have walked through Mm -hmm. right and then they probably do not see the beautiful future that you are living now Mm -hmm. um it is all bleak it is all impracticable from their own point of view what would you say to them if you had one minute to talk to them okay so it's the focus of their mind right the word of god says the mind focused on the flesh is death yeah. But the mind focus on the spirit is life and mm. it's peace. Mm. So the problem in that situation is that you're trying to do something. Yeah. You have good intentions. And that's what the word preaches, right? Mm. Do it. You can yeah. find it within you. Just yeah. be the best you can be. And, and you're trying to be the best you can be, but nothing is happening. Mm. So you need to de-emphasize focus on self mm. and focus on the creator of the self, mm. right? Yeah. And once you're able to do that, you're able to live a life. So you... You proceed from a from a place of ease, not a not a place of strife, right? Yeah. So once you're able to do that, nothing as in nothing can stand in your way. Wow. You know when it, the word of God says that all things are possible yeah. to the one that believes. Like mm. it's literally true. Mm. It's it it's it's literal. It's not yeah. it's not a figurative expression. Yeah. 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 So if you can do that, if you can master that, master the act of not focusing on yourself. Not setting your mind on yourself. What am I going to do? It. How am I going to do it? How am I going to get it? You know, mm. and focus on the creator of yourself. Mm. You know, what has he already done, mm. and in what direction is he leading you to? Yeah. Then, yeah, you solved all your problems. Mm, super amazing. Super yeah. amazing. Thank you so much. Um. So if if um, I mean, people out there were thinking, oh, the Flemmer Project. How do we contact you if we want to partner with you, or if we want to, or someone who says, oh, we have someone who is in prison and has done nothing right yeah okay so we have a website it's called flima.org yeah and most of the information you will need are on there yeah you have our contact um, contact details also in there so the person can you know call us or send us an email whichever one they prefer we're currently rebranding our look right now to make it more professional and all of that so but whatever information you need is on the website so that's f-l-e-m-e-r dot o-r-g flima.org okay yes fantastic thank you so much um i won't stop calling you auntie jakira <laughs> thank you so much for coming for on Conversations me. with yeah. Yinka. All right, so um, thank you for listening to uh, this episode of Conversations with Yinka. You can contact us um, at conversationswithyinka at gmail.com, okay, or follow us on Instagram uh, at Conversations with Yinka. All right, thank you. Till I come your way next episode, stay safe and be good.